Alright, I'm black. I mean, I'm back. <laughs> uh, I often get those confused, back and black. Anyway, I listen to the sound for a minute. Sounds like it's good on the sound check. So, thanks again, Big Bro, for that suggestion and pointing that out. I had a feeling that the sound was going to be kind of off on those last episodes, but hey. We got it. We figured it out. Caught it before it became an issue. Um, on like every episode. Um, what was I going to say? Man, only in America do we put on warm clothes inside an air-conditioned home. Uh, my, my dad be having an ice cold. I live stay with my pops. And he be having ice cold up in here. Uh, which I'm not complaining because I'd rather be ice cold than uh, burning hot and heart struggling to sleep like sweating. I've dealt with that before. No, I'm good. Um, but anyway, I was like, let me put on some clothes. It's cold up in here. I don't, I'm not going to adjust the air because when he gets home, he has been in hot plant all day. And so uh, I'll say uh, I'm snatching. I'm on this app and I had to snatch some coins real quick. <laughs> this crazy app anyway uh i got a few um what was i saying I'm trying to multitask over here got my gatorade <clears throat> you know i'm serious when i bust out the gatorade all right so i try not to drink too much of it because there's a lot of sugar and I've already had a lot of sugar today. Like, oh man, today was bad. I had, I was talking to this friend and uh, they were talking about ice cream and how much they love cookies and cream, uh, Oreos. Oh yeah, they were telling me how much they love Oreos. So I was just like, only thing I like, oh, I don't just eat, I don't just eat straight up Oreos, just to eat Oreos. So I like the only way I'll eat Oreos is if it's in cookies and cream ice cream. And I don't eat ice cream too often because it's not too good. It's good going down, but not good going out. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I... <clears throat> anyway. Um, what was I going with all that? Anyway, I've had a lot of sugar today. And then I had a Baja Blast because when I go to Taco Bell, they usually hook me up with a Baja Blast. I couldn't resist. It's not like I drink these very often. But anyway, I got to watch my sugar intake because, you know, I got to keep my figure. One of these days, I'm going to make it to a pool or a beach and show off all this push-up work and the washboard, the washboard ass. Anyway, where was I going? All right, so yeah. Yeah, I don't adjust the AC up in here. I just see they just put on more clothes or take clothes off as needed. Cause that's you know pops never touch a black man's thermostat you never touch a black man's thermostat and you definitely never touch a black man's radio those two lessons will take you a long way in life what's something else you don't touch up a black man's don't touch the, their one our women women don't touch our women our radios and our thermostats you should be good yeah, those three things. Hands off. 
Um, oh, something else. Yeah. Speaking of talking about real quick, I'm, I'm kind of digressing because this is going to be a shorter chapter. Exodus, I mean, Leviticus 10. And it's juicy, I promise. Stay to the end. I promise it's going to be good. I got some juice in here, some smoke. Like, literally. Um, yeah, so I was talking. Shout out to my friend, Nath, out there in Brazil. Um, very sweet young lady. She was telling me today about... Uh, we're talking somehow I was telling her how much I love to take baths or something like that. And, you know, have the candles and, you know, the salts and the bombs and the all that good stuff. Right. And. And she was telling me, like, that's a luxury. In Brazil, I didn't know that it's like a luxury to have like and you know how here in here in North America, be careful. Brazilians hate when we just say this America. Like, like Americans, we North. See, I just did it. United States citizens, or you know, North Americans. We are. We just think it's just us. But they're down in South America, so you can't just say North America. I mean, just say America, America. They just say North America. Anyway, I just sound very uh, cocky or prideful, like most American North. See, I just did it. North Americans. It's a habit. It's funny too. When we say North America, we don't even think of like Canada and Mexico. We just think of us. Anyway, yes, it's like standard to have a bathtub in most places. Even if you got a roach infested apartment, that joker has a bathtub usually. And it has, you know, with a shower, shower head. And she's like, they don't, that's like a luxury because I guess water is very expensive down there. And, she said even cars is like a, having a car is a luxury because gasoline is expensive. I had no clue. So the next time you want to start complaining about how hard your life is, just know you live in a mansion. Most of us live in mansions. Even though I'm not a big fan of the bathtub that is in this apartment that we stay in. I'm not in this kind of... Anyway, hey, at least we have one. I'm not a bit, I don't really like taking baths too much anyway, because I don't like to do it like, you know, a couple times a week if it's a nice tub. Because I don't like having to clean out the tub. It's a lot of work. Especially if you share it with somebody else and then you can't just let it sit. You know, when you share the tub with somebody else, when it's just you, when it's just your tub, and nobody else uses it, you can let that dirt sit for a couple days, you know, even a week and just take showers until you're ready to actually clean it again and take a bath. But anyway, I digress. Let's get to the word. I promise is good. I'm glad you stayed. I think I'm going to make some popcorn tonight, even though I already brushed. I'm feeling the, the, the cravings for a snack. All right. Leviticus 10. Nadab and Abihu. Abihu. I love to say it that way. All right. So Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, each took his own fire pan, put fire in it, 
place incense on it and present it unauthorized and repeat unauthorized I say it one more time for those in the back that couldn't hear unauthorized fire before the Lord which he had not commanded them to do then fire came from the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord Moses said to Aaron this is what the Lord has spoken I will demonstrate my holiness to those who are near me and I will reveal my glory before all the people and Aaron's and Aaron remained silent I would too I'm gonna have nothing to say after that See, this is what I'm getting. This is pause for a minute. Time out. Why did Aaron get away with what he got away with when he, when he, you know, had that calf created? But here, um, Moses, I mean, um, uh, Nadab and Abihu, yeah, what, what Aaron did was unauthorized, but God didn't strike him down. But here at Nadab and Abihu was tripping. Did some unauthorized um, sacrifice. They thought they were doing something good, and God took them out. I don't. This something I don't get. God's grace, His mercy. And my biggest question, even biggest question, is like: Are Nadab and Abihu in heaven now? Are they in hell or in heaven? Something we'll find out when we get when we get to heaven. Alright, so Moses summoned Mishael and Elzaphan, sons of Aaron's uncle, Uziel, and said to them, Come here and carry your relatives away from the front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. So they came forward and carried them in their tunics outside the camp, as Moses had said. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not let your hair hang loose and do not tear your clothes or else you will die. And the Lord become angry with the whole community. However, your brothers, the whole house of Israel, may weep over the conflagration. 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 That's not a word you say every day. Conflagration. The Lord ignited. You must not go outside the entrance to the tent of meeting or you will die for the Lord's anointing oil is on you. So they did as Moses said. I gotta look that word up because I don't think I've ever seen that word ever in my life. Conflag. I'm not uh, ashamed to show that I don't know something. An extensive fire which destroys a great deal of land and property. Wow. This one just no small fire. This is like a big fire. Hmm. God dislike. He was mad. God God did not play, man. It makes you think like once again, if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then it just makes you wonder like Hold on a second, y'all. Sometimes it just makes you wonder like I don't know. It blows my mind. Blows my mind, y'all. Blows my mind. <sighs> All 
All right, let's keep reading. Verse 8. Regulations for priests. The Lord spoke to Aaron. You and your sons are not to drink wine or beer when you enter the tent of meeting, or else you will die. No questions asked. Straightforward. You're going to die. You enter in. Wow. This is a permanent statute throughout your generation. You must distinguish between the holy and the common and the clean and the unclean and teach the Israelites all the statutes that the Lord has given to them through Moses. Verse 12, Moses spoke to Aaron and his remaining sons, Eleazar and Ithamar. Take the grain offering that is left over from the fire offerings to the Lord and eat it prepared without yeast beside the altar because it is especially holy. You must eat it in a holy place because it is your portion and your sons from the fire offerings to the Lord. For this is what I commanded. But you and your sons and your daughters may eat the breast of the presentation offering and the thigh of the contribution in any ceremonially ceremonially clean place, because these portions have been assigned to you and your children from the Israelites' fellowship sacrifices. They are to bring the thigh of the contribution and the breast of the presentation offering together with the offerings of fat portions made by fire to present as a presentation offering before the Lord. It will belong permanently to you and your children as the Lord commanded. Verse 16. Then Moses inquired carefully about the male goat of the sin offering, but it had already been burned up. He was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar. He was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, Aaron's surviving sons, and asked, Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the sanctuary area? For it is especially holy, and he has assigned it to you to take away the guilt of the community and make atonement for them before the Lord. Since his blood was not brought in inside the sanctuary, you should have eaten it in the sanctuary area as I commanded. But Aaron replied to Moses, See, today they presented their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord. Since these things have happened to me, if I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have been acceptable in the Lord's sight? When Moses heard this, it was acceptable to him. I'm confused. I don't know what just happened there. But somehow Aaron had justified it in his mind like, hey, I felt like I was doing the right thing. And Moses was like, okay, you good. That's how I read that. I'm not going to try to go too deep into it. Like, once again, some of this stuff got me for me to be a Bible scholar. When I applied to Bible college last year, uh, this past year, I already got accepted. But apparently, it's not in his will, at least not right now. Maybe somewhere down the line. <laughs> this kind of stuff, we just... We just scratching the surface. Like a DJ just scratching it. Scratching it. You know, scratch record DJs. Some of y'all too young to know what I'm talking about. Someday my kids are going to listen to this. They're like, what is daddy talking about? <laughs> what was he talking about? Record. What is the record? It's funny because records, record players are making a comeback. They're making a comeback, y'all. Don't call it a comeback. All right. We're going to have a Selah moment and then I'm going to read because uh, I got to snatch these coins on this little app that I'll be 
have this slight addiction to again. I don't know, it comes away. Sometimes I get off for a long time and then I come back and it's like, it's like feast or famine, y'all. It's feast or famine. But there's a whole lot of worse things I could be doing. So, yeah, this is one of my guilty pleasures being on this goofy app. Um, I'm too ashamed to even say the name of it. I've said it before for those of y'all that paid attention. Ah, go, 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 snack, snack. Darn it. Did I get anything? I don't think I got anything. <laughs> that was a waste of a say lie, y'all. Well, I need I need to be able to like have like a hundred fingers or whatever in it. Um anyway. Alright, y'all ready? Let's read these notes. After the rebellion, yeah, make it plain for us, Tony. Make it plain. After the rebellion, Moses reminded Aaron that it was critical for all the people to understand the Lord's holiness. God's people must understand that the Lord isn't our pal. I think I was talking about that earlier. And this is something I still don't fully understand because there's a lot of language in the Bible that refers to God as our father and our friend. But really, those that language is usually referred to Jesus more. And now that I think about it, it's going to be interesting as we read more to see that it's like Jesus is like our friend more. But he's still to be held with high esteem. In God is up here because even Jesus submitted himself to his father, to the obedience of his father. In God. I don't know, it's still, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, anyway, let me keep reading. It says, after the rebellion, Moses reminded Aaron that it was critical for all the people to understand the Lord's holiness. God's people must understand that the Lord isn't our pal. He's our God. He is holy, holy, holy. For a more re reference to that, read Isaiah 6.3 and Revelation 4.8. Y'all want to read that? This is a short verse, short chapter. Let's read it real quick. Let's read Revelation 4 8. Let's go ahead and read that. I went too far back. I'm all the way back in the concordance and all that stuff. Revelation 4 Each of the four living creatures has six wings. They were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, 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 the Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. There you go. That's, that's a, there's some songs that have been used in the actual scripture. Isaiah 6, 2, 3. Each creature covered its face with two wings, its feet with two wings, and flew with two. They called to one another, Holy, holy is the Lord of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. That's from Isaiah 6, 2, 3. So, wow. Just know, once again, I've given this example. Imagine, I don't know, who, Kim Jong Out, like, ill, whatever his name, you know, Kim Jong Il, whatever his name is, old dude that's over in Korea, North Korea. Like those people over there in North Korea, I meant to say those people. Is this North Korea? Yeah. They worship that dude, basically. Um, partly because if they don't, they could be. Um, 
name a dictator name like any type of leader if you've ever seen the people even our own president you know people salute the dude the man they honor him they respect they bow they do all like name the leader on this earth and you've ever seen a royalty or like a king or like back in the day kings or whatever and our pharaohs like they held these people with high esteem like you name it i think i've beaten a dead horse here i think i'll get my point across um caesar hell caesar like all of them none of them take that and multiply it times a billion and you got god so once again example i can't even fully understand like day and night there's angels bound down holy 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 is the lord god almighty and it's always kind of sad because have you ever gone into church and it just be dead up in there and like some of us are like sitting down I get it if you're older you know you've earned the right to be able to just sit you know you probably got health issues things going on you gotta sit down oh yeah I'm gonna say I'm gonna snatch these coins one more time if I got anything anyway um, yeah you might be sitting down and what else um, you might be sitting down or like it's hard for folks to even like raise our hands you gotta like beg people to like engage uh, it's funny when you go to like well it's not funny kind of sad when you go to like especially like the more charismatic brown churches and like the praise and worship leader be like come on y'all come on let's worship the lord stand on your feet let's get going and like they be trying to hype everybody up because like you gotta like beg folks they gotta like beg folks to worship god and it's like this is kind of sad like that just shows you this how strong our flesh is and our lack of faith a lot that or this ex lack of expectation that even me at times I won't even lie like there's times where I don't really want to go to church like this past Sunday I just ended up watching it on watching it on YouTube right and watched it live on YouTube and it's like some like a lot of times it's easy to lack an expectation that God is in your in the midst of that service. Wherever two or three are gathered, he is there also. The scripture talks about that. And it's funny because I've heard my dad say before, like, when he interprets that scripture, he's like two or three is me Jesus you know the Holy Spirit and God like it's like nah dad I try to tell it like dad that's that's not that scripture saying it's like you another believer and then yeah God is there get amongst you anyway my main point in saying is this like there, a lot of times in church the two things I've noticed is uh, and I'm talking about myself too included is we have a lack of expectation that God is going to that he's in our midst 
and that he's going to show up and do some mighty things like people get healed and all that. Yeah, lack of faith, lack of expectation and a lack of like joy or like reverence. Yeah, joy and reverence that God is to be worshipped in awe. Like, and this is just everything we do and we're doing here on earth is just a uh, what do you call it? A warm up, a a practice run for how it's going to be in eternity. I've heard, I don't know, I used to think about that as a kid. It's like, are we really just going to worship God all day? Like, I'm going to get bored after a while, like, just worship Him like, all the time. And, like, this our pride, like, especially that North American, American pride. We don't like to worship folks. Like, we will worship a, an NBA player and yell and scream and wear his jersey and be his biggest fan before we'll worship the creator of the universe. And that, that, that just shows you just how backward our minds are and how carnal we are. Lord help us. It's easy to get people to scream, even for a team that sucks. <laughs> it's easy to get people to, to scream and yell for the, for what's a bad team, the Detroit Pistons. People will wear the jerseys of the players and be screaming and pay thousands of dollars for courtside seats and buy food and all this and invest in, in season passes and t season tickets and talk about the team over and over and worship them. But when it comes to like anything related to God, like not even not even close. God help us. I can imagine what it's going to be like on Judgment Day. Jesus have mercy um, alright so here we go the sin of Nadab and Abihu led them from the place of God's presence to a place that can symbolize being rejected and discarded it wouldn't be surprising if Aaron and his sons showed reluctance to carry on with sacrifices for fear of displeasing the Lord and sharing the fate of Nadab and Abihu Sure enough, Eleazar and Ithamar burned a part of the sin offering they were supposed to have eaten. Moses was angry about this, but Aaron explained that their mistake was due either to fear of offend was I was due either to fear of offending the Lord or maybe grief. God obviously forgave Aaron's son since they were not stuck down. They were not struck down. Yeah. They were not struck down. Hmm. They were like, I don't know if I should eat that. I don't but they was like, I don't want uh, to happen to us what happened to Nadab and Abihu. Why do I feel like I read this story before? Oh, because I have. That's why I have all these these chat like chapters underlined. Turn all this off. Um, um, I was like, I've heard this story before, because it always this 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 one of those stories that just 
it's kind of up there with the story of um, who was it? Who was those folks? The dudes that went against uh, rebelled against Moses, and they got sucked into the ground. I used to be able to roll their names off the tip of like this off my tongue. Now I can't think of it. Y'all not gonna talk about. Go back to Genesis. And they had the whole fire pan. My brother and I joke about it all the time. The fire pans. It's gonna bother me. The sons of Korah, there we go. The sons of Korah. Who challenged Moses with a fire pan. It's always the fire pans. It gets people in trouble. They did it. They challenged Moses to a duel to see. I can't even remember what they were, why they went to the fire pans. Anyway, they did the whole challenge and then they lost and God sucked them into, sucked them into the ground. Oh, it was something like they, they challenged and say, all right, if, if God is really for you, we're going to see this day who should be in charge, basically. And if God is for, on your side, if God is on our side, then he'll like consume our offering or whatever. And if he's on your side, he'll consume yours or something like that. I got to go back and read that. Anyway, of course, God was on Moses' side, clearly. And after they lost, the reward they got was getting sucked into the ground. And once again, who knows where they are now, but I would imagine it's not a good place. Yeah. Um... So yeah, here we got a fort fire pan story again with the sons of Aaron. It's another example of like, these are Aaron's sons. So two of his sons ended up dying and two of his sons ended up surviving. Ah, oh, it's so hard. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, why did I have to have kids? Because sometimes I'm like, Lord, just, just make sure, Lord, I don't want my kids to repeat my same mistakes. And just, I just pray that they will give their lives to you. And it's even convicted me now. I need to like consistently talk to my kids more. And just sometimes I'm, I don't want to like force the Bible on them or force the gospel on them or, you know, but it's important to continually just like feed them and wash them in the word. And it sucks because I'm not in the home right now. I'm doing the whole cold parenting from a distance. And I can't really right now be the father that I want to be and that they need right now. So that's something those of y'all that are listening could pray for me about. As I am working toward continually paying down this child support that I owe, it's like got it down to like 20 grand and then saving up money to get my own place so that I can start having them over every other weekend. So, and as much as I am tempted to like start over in a whole new city, um, I know I need to be here, especially as they enter into their teen years. So, yeah. I could use prayer for that, y'all. So, 
All right, let's close it out. Dear Heavenly Father, I realized I didn't pray in the last few episodes, so uh, at the end. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord, for constantly surrounding us with your angels. Um, thank you for your wisdom, your love, your power. Thank you for your grace, Lord. So many times where I've done so many things that warranted, merited me just being sucked into the ground like the sons of Korah or struck down and killed like the sons of Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu. But I thank you, Lord, that I am named Aaron and that um, I, just like Aaron, I have, you've given me grace. You've given me mercy, Lord. You've given me another chance. You're the God of the second, third, fourth, thousands of chances, Lord. And um, until it's my time to check up out of here, I just pray for continued grace and mercy. I pray for those that, that don't know you. I thank you, Lord, the fact that they're even listening to this. It means that um, you're giving them another opportunity to surrender their life to you. They may have heard a pastor or a parent or a neighbor at some point in life um, share the gospel with him. I just pray that, uh, as your word says, Lord, the day you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. So I pray that they would not harden their hearts, that they would um, just listen to your voice, God, and surrender to you and just ask your son Jesus into their heart to atone for or to make right, um, to uh, pay, to know that that you dying on the cross um, paid the ultimate penalty for their sins, God, which was death. And it covers that. It covered that. It's already paid. You paid it all. The blood of Jesus that was shed for us on the cross, um, they can accept that and receive that and have a right, restored relationship with you, God. And so they pray they would never be the same, um, that they would not run after religion, but they would run after you and have a relationship with you, that they would uh, have a desire to go get baptized and uh, as an outward demonstration of their, their new life, being born again. And Lord, I just pray for those of us that have been walking with you for some time, Lord, that we would continue to be bold. I give you even just even me, Lord, today there was times where I was in a rush or just didn't want to be bothered or my heart was hard, hard lately to say sometimes my heart just can be hard lately or feel cold toward people like or I'm just sometimes deal with paranoia and anxiety God and anyway God I just pray that you would just give us more boldness Lord to share the gospel with people we come in contact with not just in words but in our deeds and our actions God and that we have patience for people and that we would be your hands and feet and uh, even allow ourselves to be inconvenienced at times when we don't want to be inconvenienced. I know I'm really preaching to myself right now as I pray this. So I just give you, Lord, and lastly, Lord, just any time we not held you with reverence, God, when we have gone to church or even just in our day-to-day walk, Lord, we haven't even taken the time to praise you or worship you or acknowledge you for waking us up in the morning or for um, all your many blessings, Lord, that we take for granted. Um, Even just living in this country in North America, God, just all the many blessings that we have, we need to be thankful for. 
I pray we just have an attitude of gratitude and this constant thanksgiving to you, God, as our Lord and Savior. And ultimately, just the greatest gift that was ever given to us, your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, he endured the worst pain and agony that any human being could ever um, endure. You, Jesus, was fully God and fully man. You endured it just for us so that we can have eternal life. We thank you for that. We don't want to ever take it for granted. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all, I promise on this next episode I'll be more focused. I won't be playing around with my apps and trying to snag coin drops and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to be more focused on this last chapter, Leviticus 11. Hopefully it's a little bit more uh, not as sad as that last chapter. What happened to Nadab and Abihu, that's sad. Anyway, all right, I'll be back. Yes, Jesus. Yes. 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 Yes